Ah, welcome. Um, beautiful April day. Um, this is the forum. Uh, we hold the forum once a week during the regular church year. We don't hold it in the summer. Uh, we go from 9.30 till 10.10. Uh, I'm Evan Rose. I'm chair of the forum committee. Uh, today we have Rob Thompson with us. Rob's come up to join us from, uh, from Santa Fe. Uh, he's going to talk about PNM uh, and talking about the closure, the possible closure of the PNM plant. Uh, if you've been following the news, you're aware that there have been a lot of issues around PNM. First, with the Obama administration uh, putting a lot of pressure on them to reduce carbon emissions, uh, and a lot of uh, uh, also a lot of uh, turmoil over the rates. There was a recent uh, denial of a, of a large rate increase, and. Um, the other issue for us is that we own part of the power plant up in, um, in the San Juan power plant that um, the county actually gets a lot of their power from there. It's, it's kind of uh, what uh, invisible to us, but when we turn on the lights, we're essentially burning coal for the most part. We also have a little hydro plant, but that only provides a, a small amount of our power. Um, so, anyway, um, Rob is going to speak with us this morning about this, and he'd like for people to hold their questions until the end of his presentation so that he has the, uh, the control to give the material that he's prepared for us. So, Rob? Can you hear me? Uh, well, it's a pleasure for me to be with you today. Uh, <clears throat> uh, I'm, I, I'm amazed at this beautiful church that you have. <laughs> uh, I come from the Unitarian Church in uh, Santa Fe, and for those of you who know Santa Fe, uh, we, uh, uh, this is, uh, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm jealous. <laughs> <clears throat> Let me get myself organized here. And we have a fairly small group, so I think we can be informal. Uh, but as a... Uh, is that up there? Okay. Oh, well. Um, so I was going to talk to you about electricity production in New Mexico without San Juan uh, power plant. Now, I have a couple of co-authors in what I'm going to be working I think I'm just going to put this here and see if it works. Uh, Carl Braithwaite uh, actually has spent a good part of his career at uh, Los Alamos and he may be familiar to some of you. Mark Williams is, um, uh, is a former uh, employee of uh, PNM, and so he's been very useful as a spy for how PNM has, uh, makes its, uh, does its operations. Now, <clears throat> the 
why are we, why are we interested in, uh, in electricity production? Well, first of all, of course, <clears throat> there's climate change. And um, that's the underground, that's, that's the background driving force. If we didn't have climate change, probably we wouldn't, we wouldn't be having this conversation at all. Uh, but in addition to that, <clears throat> um, if you look at the, at the industrial sectors of the U.S., uh, the uh, electric sector, the, the electric the, the electricity production sector is the one that, uh, that produces most, uh, the largest part, the largest fraction of greenhouse uh, gases in the U.S. And in the electric sector, it's the coal that is the, that, that's the bad actor. But let me give you a couple of other uh, background facts. Uh, <clears throat> if you look at the traditional way that utilities operate, they operate um, with coal as um, uh, coal production of electricity as the base load, and gas, uh, ordinary uh, natural gas, methane, uh, as uh, as as uh, I start to say backup. It's as as the peak load. So the the base goes along the whole all, all the time, and then you turn on the gas uh, uh, facilities to meet the the. The, the instantaneous load. Now, both of those sources are sources of greenhouse gas. And so by the time, by 2100, if we are able to deal with climate change at all, then all of that is going to be gone. So it means that the, uh, the whole electric production, there's a whole utilities industry will be turned upside down. Instead of being gas, being operated with gas and, and, and coal, we will be operating with renewables and storage. And that's an enormous, trans that's an, an enormous transformation, partly because, it takes, because of the great cost of the, of the facilities of, of, a, of, a, of a utility. The facilities of a utility go on, they, they last for, for 30 years, typically. So if you're going to have, if you're going to transition, if you're going to have that kind of transformation, uh, it's a it's a long-term and very um, intensive process for any for 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 a, for a utility. Um, <clears throat> now that's the way utilities operate now, but in the future, as after <laughs> somewhere in the middle of the 21st century of this century. Uh, what we're going to have to have is the utilities will have to be turned from coal and gas to what? To renewables, to storage, and perhaps to nuclear. Now, that, that, that's a controversial subject of how much nuclear is going to be in those, in those, uh, in those uh, ultimate utilities, but there's certainly going to be a great deal of, of renewables and the storage that has to go with that. There's a local background to this, and that is <clears throat> that the <clears throat> if you've been to the uh, to the Grand Canyon in in recent years, you can't see, and the reason for that is all the coal plants that are in the vicinity of the Grand Canyon and the, and the other and the other national parks in, the, in in that vicinity. So ultimately, the the feds got fed up. <clears throat> they mandated a cleanup a few years ago. 
And the result of that mandate is that most of those, well, what happened to most of them was that they shut down half of the plants because it was, it was, it was too costly to clean up the whole plant. So they shut down half of it and they cleaned up the other half. And that's exactly what happened to the coal plant that, it, that I'm going to be focusing on, <clears throat> the San Juan generating plant in the, in the, in the north, <clears throat> the Four Corners area of, of New Mexico. There are two plants up there. Uh, one is called the Four Corners plant, and the other is called the San Juan generating plant. It's owned by New Man, uh, PNM, and it produces, it is the source of most of the electricity, coal-produced electricity in New Mexico. <clears throat> now, as part of the, of the uh, agreement for shutting down half of San Juan, which is going to be done in by 2018, as part of that agreement, the Public Regulatory Commission has mandated themselves that PNM must tell them what the long-term future of that plant is going to be. What, what do you intend to do with the coal production at San Juan after 2018? And that's where the public comes in. <clears throat> there's an important date. Beside 2018, there's an important date. <clears throat> and that's 2022. That's the date when the, when the coal um, contracts for the San Juan plan, plant come up for renewals. So the natural time to shut down the rest of San Juan <clears throat> is 2022 when those, when those coal plants, those coal contracts come up for renewal. <clears throat> We've developed a model for how <clears throat> to shut down the, 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 uh, the, the San Juan plant by 2022, and it's a transition model. <clears throat> <clears throat> we don't have, I mentioned before <clears throat> that, excuse me, my voice. I mentioned before that, that storage is a feature of that, ultimate, of that ultimate utility. But we don't have storage. We don't have a practical storage at this point. So we, if we're going to shut down the plant, <clears throat> and I'm going to show you how to, how to re use renewables to do that, <clears throat> what are we going to do? if we don't have the storage. So it's a transition model for making that ultimate transformation from coal and gas to renewables and storage because we don't have the storage. And the feature of the model is that instead of storage, I'm going to use the current gas and maybe some more gas to, to meet the, the immediate demand. So it's going to act as a kind of a surrogate storage. So instead of instead of gas, uh, instead of renewables and storage, the model is a transition, is a transition, sorry, an interim model from utility, from, sorry, from, from renewables to gas. And that's, the, that, that's, what the, that's, what, that's what our model does. Here are the features of the model. <clears throat> First of all, we replace, and I should be using my corner now, we replace San Juan uh, coal with, renew with renewables and we use current gas and maybe some additional gas as the backup. We will also use the current nuclear capability that, uh, that PNM uses plus 
The coal generated electricity out of the Four Corners plant, remember there are two plants up there, uh, as baseload. So we're not getting rid of all of the coal. We're simply getting rid of the coal generation out of San Juan. <clears throat> Without, and we have as data for this, we wouldn't be able to, to, to develop this model without the data that we have from PNM. They have given us the hourly data for the demand and the hourly data for, what, for their current renewable uh, 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 facilities. Without that data, we couldn't do this modeling that I'm going to show you. So we owe a, a great debt of, uh, of gratitude to PNM for this for, 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 getting, for giving us that data. <clears throat> and, we can, now, and the model simply scales that renewable, the current renewable, the, the data that we have, the operational ability of the, current, of the current renewable, we scale that to whatever value, to whatever uh, uh, dimension we want. If you want to get into the details, the technical aspects of that, we can talk about that later. And a couple of additional points that are minor. <clears throat> what do we get from it? This is sort of a, a, a results preview. We find that there is an optimum ratio of, 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 of solar to wind to meet this demand. <clears throat> and that optimum ratio is not cost. It's to simply meet, take, take, the, take the, the renewables and meet the demand. <clears throat> And that ratio is about one-third solar and two-thirds two wind. What we find is the cost is very modest, very nominal. It's about, it looks like to us that it's an order of one cent per kilowatt hour to make this transition. This is to the public. <clears throat> and we need about 500 megawatts of solar and 1,000 megawatts of wind we already have some solar and some wind, so this is not, we don't have to buy all of that. But this is the, this is the dimension of renewables that will, be, that will be required in the model. Now this slide <clears throat> is, shows the fundamental problem of using renewables in a, in a utility. <clears throat> it shows the enormous variability of the, I'm sorry, uh, the, 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 the blue line is the demand. Notice it varies from day to day, and this is for a whole month in spring. Not the, the, so the blue line is demand. The red line is the scaled renewables. And notice that the, that the renewables have no relationship whatsoever to the demand, and that's the fundamental question. That's the fundamental problem of of, 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 of using renewables as, 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 a, as, a, as, a, as a, in, in a utility. Now, <clears throat> in, the, in the ultimate utility, when we have storage, we can take the overproduction, that is where the production of renewables is greater than the demand, than the, than, than the, than the demand. we can use that overproduction and store it and use it then when the production from the renewal what did I do? When the reduction from the renewal when the production from renewables is less than the demand. 
So that's the way, <clears throat> that's, that's how you can use renewables plus storage to run a utility. Now what I've shown here in this slide is that the, is that the average amount, or if you like, the total amount of overproduction for this total period, and that is exactly equal to the total amount of underproduction. That means that we have exactly the amount of storage and exactly the, the amount of renewables to run the entire, to, to run the utility anytime during, at, at any time. Now you have to average that over, over a period in order for it to work. It doesn't work for just one day. It, you have to average it over quite a large, in fact, you have to average it over the whole year uh, to, to, make it, to, work, to make it work properly. Now let me, I said whole questions, but this is so fundamental. And I think I should take any, any questions that you have about what this slide means before I move on. Are there, are there questions before I move on? Because so, so this is so fundamental. So what you're saying is that that red is what you would scale up to to make demand equal to supply. Yeah. Okay. And then you're also saying that you would use storage to even it out to make That's that right. happen. That's and right. so if you look at the very first part, you're running a little bit of a surplus, but then yeah. over a period of three days, you're running a huge deficit. Yeah. And right. so you'd have to have the storage to exactly. meet that. Exactly. So you have to average over some significant period of time for this to work. Okay. Because it will not work from one day to the next for the very reason you just said. It's so, it's so, it's so fluctuating. You can't predict all right. Does anyone else have a question on this? One more question. Two questions. One, by how much? Two questions. One, by how much is the red line scaled? And second, okay. um, and second, does that include both uh, wind and solar? Yes. I'm sorry. I should have said yes. This includes both uh, solar and wind. So this is the total renewables. Uh, the, the solar. Uh, is actually pretty predictable. It, of course, works during the day, and then it can turn it off at night. That's a fairly predictable curve. But the wind is just all over the map. So what I've done in this, to make it simpler, uh, to simplify the, the presentation to you, is just to add the two together so that I have the total production from, 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 from the renewables uh, and contrasted to the, to the demand. And, and scaling? <clears throat> That's the whole point. I have, I must, the scaling, I simply, I simply multiply the properties of solar and multiply the properties of, of wind by whatever amount I need. And I play with that. That's a, that's a variable. And I found that we need about one-third solar and two-thirds wind to match, to make this match optimum. But, but the important question is how much is the total scaling? Okay, so the total scaling goes from, we start with about 100 megawatts of solar, not much, and about 300 megawatts of wind. We take the properties of that district, of that, of, of, those, of those systems, and we simply scale them. And we scale them to, until this curve Averages out. I understand that, but how much? What factor is that? 
It, it looked it, like that was a factor of four because yeah, you were asking it's, it's, for a thousand. From 100, it's from 100 uh, uh, solar to, four, to 500 solar, and it's from 300 megawatt uh, wind to 1,000 megawatts of wind. So, yeah, it's a factor of four or thereabouts. So it's, but, and there's a, there's a technicality there. If you want to get into, we can do that, I would suggest, separately. But the, <clears throat> the ability... The, the ability of my ability to scale this system and talk about it in a predictive way is an assumption I'm making, but I can, if we want to talk about that, we can talk about that later. <laughs> now, what do I do before we have storage? All right. <clears throat> I use gas instead of storage. I use gas instead of storage when I have underproduction. So when I, un when I do not have enough production of the renewables to meet the demand, I turn on the gas plants until that demand is met. And, <clears throat> of course, uh, and it turns out that I've got almost not, well, not I haven't got quite enough uh, gas in the system to do that in, the, in, this, in this way, that, to, to meet that, that, dem that demand that, that you see on the curve. So I have to buy some new, some new gas. But most of it is already in the system. So that's how I use gas. That's how the model works. That means I just simply throw away the overproduction. All right. <clears throat> that's the model. That's the assumption that we, that we go on. And that's also the fundamentals uh, of using renewables to meet uh, this enormously fluctuating renewables to meet a demand. Transmission and siding. Let's talk about that for a moment. <clears throat> We're going to build a whole bunch of new wind farms. We go from 300 megawatts of wind to 1,000 to megawatts of wind. Where are we going to get it from? This is, a, <clears throat> this is a slide that shows the wind um, speed in New Mexico as a function of, 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 of position. And it's, uh, built on, it's built on a grid, which is a very fine grid. It comes from the <clears throat> National Energy Research... Uh, the NERL at <laughs> Boulder. <clears throat> Notice that there are three major areas of wind uh, resource. Wind is, again, it's spread all over the map in very fluctuating way. There are only three areas of high wind production. There is an area just over the mountain from Albuquerque. There's an area up in the northeast. And then there's an area over near the boundary of, of, of Texas. I should mention that the main <clears throat> wind in the U.S. is in the Plains states, and we're part of that Plains states. That makes it that makes it that that's why New Mexico is such an important resource for wind. We're part of the Plains states, and this is in, in, in and in, in, in New Mexico, this is where the main wind resides. <clears throat> well, okay, if we've got a lot of wind, and there's a lot of it just over the mountain from, from, from Albuquerque, that's where you go for your new wind. So <clears throat> that, makes the, that makes the transmission problem 
not so bad because we're just going over the mountain or around the mountain, maybe 40 or 50 miles, instead of going all the way from, from southwest or uh, southeast uh, or, or, or northeast New Mexico to, to, the, to, the, to the source. <clears throat> On the other hand, solar is just exactly the opposite. The sun shines everywhere in New Mexico with some variation between the south and the west and the other parts of the state. But generally speaking, if you're going to put in new wind resources, you can put them wherever you've got, when you're close to the demand and where you're close to the transmission. So, so that you can optimize, so you can minimize the, necess the necessity for building new transmission simply because you can put it anywhere you like. Here is a slide <clears throat> that shows where the current transmission is in New Mexico. And notice that we've got this big transmission line here. This is a, three, this is a 300, 345 kilobyte, kilovolt line. It's a big line. Goes all the way from the western, from the eastern boundary, which is where our present wind our present wind is coming from over here. Well, there's a little piece of it over there, which is kind of silly. But <clears throat> uh, so what you will have to do if you're going to put a huge amount of wind in this in this Torrance County area, you will have to upgrade this transmission line from somewhere near Klein's Corners over to uh, Albuquerque or around the mountain the other way. Now, <clears throat> transmission. To put in a, trans a new transmission line is a very difficult process. It doesn't cost all that much. But to get, the, but to get people to agree to have the, the lines running through their backyards is a long negotiating process. So <clears throat> this is why... Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to skip that. <clears throat> I'm a little out of order. So now I put all this together. <clears throat> I take the, 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 the amount of new wind and new solar that we're, going, that we're going to need, and I cost it. This is, an es this is my estimate, this is my attempt to figure out what the additional costs are going to be. <clears throat> here's, my, here's my calculation of the solar. Here's the calculation for wind. The added fuel, the added gas that's going to be used. Um, we're going to have to buy some new gas facilities. Uh, we can, it's going to cost money to shut down San Juan. Uh, there's an avoided cost of coal. We're not using coal anymore. There's an avoided cost uh, of the, uh, paying for, for San Juan. We're still paying uh, a mortgage on San Juan, so we don't have to pay for that anymore. And here's the wind transmission. <clears throat> when I add it all up, I get about one cent per kilowatt hour. That's the average for the system. Now, <clears throat> I, f I have to say immediately, we are not member. We are not uh, employees of PNM, so we don't know what the internal business costs of running PNM are, and what those added costs are going to be from what we're doing here. But I'm guessing it's not large. Uh, um, that's, 
That's more than, that, that's more than an edu- educated guess. Transmission is the pacing issue, not because of cost, but simply because of this business of negotiating uh, the, 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 these huge uh, transmission lines you're going to have to be putting across the countryside. Model summary. <clears throat> I'm going very quickly because I want to end by, t- by 10 o'clock so you can, so can ask me questions. <clears throat> we have shown that there is an interim stage from 2020, from 2022 to about 2030, which is possible before uh, it's assumed that by 2030, practical storage may, probably, will become available. Gas backup is used, in, uh, gas is backup for the renewables. A rough estimate of the cost is that it's very modest. We need about <coughs> 1100, well, let's see, we, we need an additional 400 megawatts of solar, and we need an additional 700 megawatts of wind. An optimum, there's an optimum solar to wind ratio of about one third solar at the operating point. I didn't have a chance to mention this, but in the future, in the longer term future, uh, since the wind may not be blowing, uh, in New Mexico, but is blowing in Wyoming, it would make a lot of sense to be able to have a sharing arrangement, the, the sharing possibility of, of wind resources in, 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 in Wyoming when we need them in, in New Mexico, so we could smooth out a lot of that fluctuation in the wind resource. Now, <clears throat> a big point is that PNM has decided that they also think it's, it's a good idea to shut down San Juan. <clears throat> the difference between us is that PNM has decided that on the basis of the, uh, uh, of, of the, uh, of the benefit of the company. What I've, what I've shown you, what I've talked to you about, is an attempt to understand what the pluses and minuses are from the point of view of the public. And it looks like the two are moving at least in, in the same direction. We don't know the details of the plan for PNM, but it looked. But they have at least talked about shutting it, shutting it down. Now I'm going to finish there. Left, leave you time for questions. Questions? <clears throat> Is it live? Yeah. Okay. Um, there have been several locations within the Southwest where they have used solar and used heat storage to be able to enact, uh, uh, balance out the 24-hour day or higher in, even in 72 hours. Uh, and there was some people doing some studies on coal-fired plants where they were looking to actually power coal-fired plants by by uh, storing heat and generating steam for coal-fired plants. Have you ever looked into that, and uh, what is your opinion? I'm not. Sh- I'm not sure I understand the question. Um, maybe you're saying that that you're going to use coal plants as a use a coal-fired generating plant 
which already has transmission lines, yeah. already has generators, right. which usually both generators and transformers and, right. and transmission exactly. have long lifespans, yeah. but the, the boilers frequently do not. And if you, if you uh, use solar to gather heat in, in the form of high temperature oil or, or sodium chloride, melted sodium chloride, and then generate the steam off of the off of the heat source. To oh, you're talking power about the steam plant from yeah. a solar point of view. Okay, I, thank you. I think now I understand your question. First of all, uh, yes, uh, this is what I meant when 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 I said that you can you can put your solar plant anywhere that's optimal relative to the demand and to the existing uh, transmission is already there. As you point out, there's that transmission is already there. Now, I think you're referring to, um, to a kind of solar plant that I, haven't considered, uh, that I haven't considered. I've been talking about PV, and I think what you're talking about are these large sun uh, mirror systems where you, 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 you shine the... Oh. Uh, the one, the one close to uh, where I moved from, because we we bid on it, was basically what they did. They collected it in, in uh, parabolic mirrors, heating oil and storing the heat underground, and then they had up to 72 hours of of uh, generation. And it was a steam generator that they were powering, but it was a new steam generator. Yeah. You know, it wasn't. An existing one. <laughs> well, let me let me just say that a general answer to your question is uh, that that's you're saying that you're using a kind of storage. So let me let me broaden that. There's an enormous technical effort on developing all kinds of chemistries of sto- of, of storage. Uh, <clears throat> I, I don't have time to go into even any detail on that. But it goes away, all the way from batteries to pumping, uh, pumping uh, uh, water out of uh, a low uh, 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 tank to a higher tank, uh, to putting compressed air in, in uh, caverns. There's an enormous range of possibilities for, for storage. And they're, they're being worked on at enormous rates at this point. So the, the, the hope is that by 2030, we should have enough practical systems for storage to, to meet this ultimate utility that we have. But we don't know. And of course, all I'm making, all, all we're suggesting is, well, it's going to happen over some period of time. We'll have storage of one kind come up before we have storage of another kind. There is, however, an important point about storage. We've already mentioned that you need storage of several days to 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 deal with that curve that I had. If I, look at the average, if I look at the whole year, what I find is that I have an enormous demand in summer compared to the demand in winter and spring. So I've got to have a system that stores, that stores electricity between, between spring and summer, spring, spring and winter for summer. So we need, we need all kinds, we need several kinds of storage. We need, need this long-term storage Batteries are probably not going to be possible for that. Those are those look. They seem to be fairly short-term, for fairly short-term storage systems. 
So batteries are probably not going to be the full answer to the storage question. Another question? <clears throat> I'm sorry, I came in late. Maybe I missed uh, this, uh, the answer to this question. I'm wondering what percentage of the demand in New Mexico is provided mm -hmm. by PNM, and how much is the Palo Verde plant providing to PNM? Palo Verde is 400 megawatts. Uh, well, that's a controversial issue. They're working, <clears throat> they're fighting about that. What I've assumed is 400 megawatts of, of Palo Verde <clears throat> in my modeling. Now, I, um, I don't have the, the, the numbers uh, off the tip of my tongue uh, between uh, what the total uh, consumption electricity production in New Mexico is relative to PNM. <clears throat> it's... Well, PNM serves New Mexico. It, it, it serves the main population centers in New Mexico, and for that reason, it's the it's the dominant one. I can't. I just simply don't have the numbers for you, for all for, for everything. So I, I I really can't answer that. But it's it's it, it's it's the big one. Do we have any other questions? <laughs> What effect does the subsidies, the present subsidies, have to do with the, uh, the uh, data that you presented? I have assumed that the federal subsidies are, are cut out because the future for those is probably uh, questionable at best. <clears throat> so I've assumed that they're zero. Um, okay, well, finish right around 10 after. Uh, thank you, Rob. And uh, uh, we'll adjourn over to the uh, coffee, um, coffee area. Let's uh, thank our speaker.